This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Well, it's been some time that I can't place in my brain because it's some time and I can't place it. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we took another break, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> stuff happened. It's not on purpose, yes. No. Stuff yeah. happened. But, you know, stuff happens, right? That's what they say. Yeah, it's been, a, yeah. been kind of a crazy week, so I'm just glad yeah, it's over. Yeah, it really has. The last two weeks have been insane. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm tired of it. Um, welcome back to the show. This is the Pretty Okay Gamers podcast. I'm Josh. And I am Ed. And we are going to talk about video games, I think, or something. Possibly. That's what we usually do. That's what they tell me. That's what this sheet in front of me says, video games. This is just big block letters, video games. That's what it says. We should just one day just talk about something completely random that's not video games. <laughs> like We should. Like quilting or something. That'd be fantastic. Like... <laughs> Knitting, you know? Oh, I was just crocheting this scarf, and oh, it's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Okay, enough channeling that. Um, So, moving on to our first normal segment here, just to keep it, you know, on the up and up. I put some parentheses in on our collecting corner with a K and put Ed's in front of it. So, it's now Ed's collecting corner. (laughs) Which, yeah, I, I... I purchased more stuff. <laughs> yes. See, this is why I put the ads in front of it. That makes sense. Uh, I couldn't resist. All right, Ed, why don't you walk us through? <laughs> walk us through what you have this week. Um, well, I haven't received it yet, but I ordered okay. it. Um, I was just going through the the Genshin merchandise, and they finally came out with the uh, acrylic stand for Ganyu, and she's like, she's my favorite character in the game. So, um, you know, next to Jean. So I had to, uh, I had to Jean buy that. Jean is awesome. Yeah, I Every like Jean. Every time you say her name, I'm like, oh, Jean's so cool. Yeah, um, she is. Sorry. I like Jean. I know a lot of people don't because she has like a soccer mom appearance, but I like using her. Oh, boy. I just totally threw my taste under the bus here. Um, <laughs> Ganyu, I have not seen her in the game before, actually. No, She's um, pretty cool looking. You won't see her probably until you get to Leeway, which is the other big city. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, because she's part of that like whole storyline. So you have to finish Mondstadt and everything first before you even see those characters. Gotcha. But, okay. So yeah, well, I got I got that. If and, and when you get these um, these acrylic stands, <laughs> I want to yeah, see them. <laughs> I have some. I just haven't set them up yet. So nice. yeah, I'll have That's to do that cool. and send you a picture. Um, and then I I did pre order. Um, some Nendroids. I don't know if you know what those are. I feel like I should, and I've heard them before, but now I'm drawing a blank. So they're like these little figures, and I've got um, I've got two of Link, one from Link, um, from Majora's Mask, and then one from Wind Waker, and uh, they're little figures that you can kind of like change the faces on, and they usually come with different objects and stuff, and you can pose oh, them. Yes. Yeah, they're almost I have like seen these. They're almost like figmas, but uh, they're smaller, and they're, I, in my opinion, they're kind of cooler looking. So, uh, 
there's some that are coming out for an anime that I watched that I pre-ordered uh, called Nanan Biori, which we can talk about later. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I pre-ordered those. I couldn't resist because those usually Nendroids usually sell out like fast. Um, so usually you, you want to pre-order them like I know. I know the link ones. Um, I snagged those right when they came out because you can't get them anymore. Yeah, yeah. I I have seen these and I remember seeing them. I'm surprised. Uh, I think I actually saw them on Amazon. Honestly, yeah, I'm surprised because but... they've got like Metal Gear Solid ones. Which oh, I would God, think would don't be like that. Sorry. Shh, no more. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you did this to me already the other week, and this that was just the worst thing that ever happened to me. Um. No, uh, this to me, they seemed like the better, cooler, more gorgeous, actually, versions of like pop characters. They're really chibi and just, mm-hmm. but like detailed, very detailed and very cool looking, very anime as well. Where like the pop characters to me are terrible and I don't understand. These are something that I actually would think would look awesome on a shelf. So, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't really like the uh, pop figures that much either. No, I don't either. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> Here, I'm actually. But people uh, get really obsessed. There's a whole. I'm sure you saw a documentary on. Is it still on Netflix about it? It's quite the craze that people get into it. So, well, what are you doing to me? That is awesome. Yeah, I know, right? Sending me pictures of the solid snake one. Yeah. <laughs> I was not sure the other day. Just a quick aside. Um, my my son four-year-old son came running into the office and had gloves on and had taken his bathrobe belt which is blue and tied it around his head oh that's awesome and he's like giving me this like you know the snake look he's like looking down but his eyes are up at the bandana and like looking at me and i'm like what what are you doing who are you and he's like i'm solid snake and then he like ran off and i'm like i don't know if i should be proud upset or well, worry <laughs> if he if he starts like sneaking around with a cardboard box, then he should be proud. He, he knows about the cardboard box yeah. thing too, <laughs> so he doesn't do the voice because I haven't. You know, it's not age appropriate, obviously. So mm-hmm. I haven't shown him any of it. What I I have the, like the Mark McFarlane um, action figure on my shelf, along with on a much higher shelf, I have Sniper Wolf. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, okay. Wait, which? Yeah, where he which, can't see it. Which sniper is it? The sniper wolf I'm thinking of. Yeah, the uh, the one from the Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, but the game. the is it the statue or is it the, like an action figure? Oh, it's an action figure. Sorry. Oh, oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's not a full statue. She's just action figure size. Yeah, I won't show you that sniper wolf statue because then you're yeah, gonna no, want you're it. not gonna <laughs> do that. That would be, I would be very upset. So, I was semi proud, semi worried for my son, but it was pretty awesome. So. Um, he did a good job. That's oh, pretty cool. Well, do you still have other things to share with us? Um, not at the moment. Awesome. If I can, I think love of it. Stu- Keep it coming. Yeah. If I think of stuff, I'll, I'll save it for next week. If, if there is a next week, <laughs> I can't wait to see some of those Genshin <laughs> pictures. I, I really, I've actually been holding off from looking them up to see what they look like on the internet. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to you sending those. Yeah, they're actually, and they're a lot bigger than I thought they would be, because um, I have acrylic stands fantastic. for other stuff. But Yeah, that is fantastic. Well, let's move into games played, just to keep things going. All right. Um, maybe I'll start us off on this one. Oh, okay. Even though you so, went, I think you went last week. but Well, yeah, but, you know, 
you're telling us about all the awesome stuff oh, yeah, and I have true. to say say stuff. So yeah, um true. I actually beat Witcher Three, which I'm very sure? excited about. Did you see what? the did you see the credits roll? Are you sure? I did see the credits roll. They rolled. It was fantastic. I was sure. This time I'm sure. <laughs> be funny. It'd be funny if it was like the credits were rolling and then all of a sudden it's like, wait, wait, we're we're not done yet. Well, you know, of course, it's it's an open world game. And also, <laughs> yes, but um, I have <laughs> two DLC to play through still. So yeah. technically, the game is technically not over. And as soon as the you know credits finish rolling, then it just drops you back into Kaer Morhen, which is like the Witcher stronghold. Mm-hmm. And you're just there and you can fast travel anywhere you want and go do more quests and you can play as much as you want. So, you know, the game really never ends per se. But I did finish the story and I saw the credits roll and I actually really enjoyed the story. It was actually pretty pretty moving in some some cases i think maybe more so for me because i've read many most of the books i should say mm-hmm. um which i really like those books if you're looking for good books read those they're fun um so i really enjoyed that part of it and it was a nice kind of homage back to all the characters that are from the books and um really well done so i really enjoyed it and i finished the credits at 156 hours. <laughs> wow. So only 156 hours and you too can beat the Witcher three. Well, at, at uh, least, at least, you know that the DLC is not going to be as long as the, the main game. No, for sure. And, and I do want to point out that I am not complaining about that 156 hours. That was, it was something that I didn't really think about other than to say every week on the podcast, how many hours I had in, I would just play. And it's, I found myself, easily falling into that game and just enjoying it and um that's the way i like it so great game i really enjoyed it fantastic um really high bar for western rpgs to follow for sure so i don't i don't think 156 hours is too much to put into a game i mean you don't want to know you don't want to know how much time i put into 14 no i don't you're right absolutely right about that um (laughs) or genshin don't tell me about that oh yeah that's probably just as bad (laughs) yeah um, yeah, so The Witcher was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, I can't decide if I'm going to finish the DLC. I want to because that's what everybody says is the best part of the game. So we'll see. I, I will have to decide. But I've been also playing Control a ton. And Control is so good, at I can't even describe just how wonderful that game is. It's it's nice and well-built and tight and just fun to play and... Um, it's not really open world. So I think I mentioned this before, but it's more, I don't know, directed and, and it's not to say that it's railroaded or anything, but it mm-hmm. certainly is, you know, you know where you need to go. Um, and the fun thing is that it does do these little side missions that pop up every so often and are timed. So you'll be doing a mission or you'll be doing your current objective and suddenly you'll see a pop-up and you need to fast travel back to a certain area and take care of a certain mission. And that's a lot of fun because they're, you know, they're not any like story missions or anything, but it's, it's just like a combat that then you get to have more fun with. So I've really been enjoying it and I'm glad I played it on PlayStation five because, or I'm playing it on PlayStation five because the 60 frames make it so much better. It's just so great. So highly recommend that one. Yeah, I was, um, I was actually watching a friend recently play that on Twitch. So, um, I probably will probably pick it up. Uh, I like the way it looks. I think it's a beautiful game. Um, 
at first when he was playing it, I thought, uh, I actually thought he was playing, uh, like last of us, <laughs> funny enough. Yeah. It looks kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, then I realized he was playing control when he was like picking up boxes and throwing them around, you know, with, yes. his, with his powers. And I'm like, yeah, yes. Ellie doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I have not gotten to the part. I think, I, I think I'd say I haven't gotten there, but I think that you, will eventually be able to fly through areas and oh, then wow. pick up stuff. Like she gets so powerful at later stages, I believe where she can like use her powers to actually float and throw stuff. And I have right now I have the shield and the telekinesis so I can, you know, grab anything, rip stones out of walls and, mm-hmm. you know, throw them at people. But then I can also pull like the floor up around me to protect myself. So, it's it's just really cool and you know very supernatural but contemporary which is just so fun and mm-hmm. a nice little contrast to most games so I like it very cool so what have you been playing Ed oh wow um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I know I have things listed here I'm just probably gonna jump around um, no problem because I'll just say the things that are shorter first um, I have been playing. A little of Overwatch and Among Us recently. It was a friend's birthday, so uh, me and a bunch of friends were just playing those two games just for fun. And um, I, I, I like Overwatch. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I don't think it's the the best game, and it's not something that I would like play by myself. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's it's fun with friends. I guess I'm just not huge into those competitive type games. But um, no, I'm not either. Which is not great because we don't have a diverse mindset on this podcast but mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> i i yeah. also am not in that boat for sure but um among us i i like and I, they actually did uh, i guess some updates to that game um so there's like different different things you can do if you're the uh the imposter and stuff that i, I think was kind of fun um so yeah but that's always fun to play and then i i've been playing a little of final fantasy 14 um, okay. Just working on my crafting weapons uh, to upgrade them to the final relic. And then um, it's pretty much all I've been doing on there because I could be upgrading my relic weapon for my warrior class. But the, uh, the grinding that's involved with it is just like, nah, I'd rather do something else. Because, <laughs> um, you know, if I once you get the weapon, it, I know it looks cool, but then the, um, the next expansion is going to come out and then the weapon's useless. Yeah. So it's like, I don't really want to spend all that time grinding for something that, what, I'm going to use for two months and then right. never touch it again. So I'd rather, I'd rather use my time doing other stuff. Um, like I've started playing a lot more of Final Fantasy 12, which I've gotten a bit further in. I think I'm about, I think I'm about like 12 or 15 hours into the game. Okay. Um, I think I'm past where you were cause I'm no longer. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I ended up going back to Ravanaste, and now we have to, like, go... I, I don't want to spoil the story. We have to go rescue someone now. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so now I'm, like, banding up with the characters that I just met. And um, I'm really liking it just because it... Even though it's, like, a main Final Fantasy, it still has that Final Fantasy tactics feel. It really um, does. And I think a lot of that, too, is because the, the character designer... Uh, from this he actually did the character design for tactics so um you kind of you see it like transfer over into into 12 a lot and uh 
even the music and just the the atmosphere reminds me a lot of of tactics and i think that's what's pulling me in a bit more uh playing that game i think i mentioned last week i really like that game so i would like to return to it at some point yeah i mean i'm not playing it like super hardcore uh i kind of just been playing it casually and uh i I don't know if it's because of the music but i find it very relaxing to play (laughs) yes um, I fell asleep a couple times playing it actually. Yeah, I, I can totally, I can totally get that because the music is very soothing, and uh, the combat, like when you set up the gambit systems, like you don't have to think about anything. You just, you just you walk just around, forward. and yeah, your group just kills things. And in that sense, I find it kind of boring because I feel like I'm not really interacting. I'm just walking through the game. Um, it's just that sometimes I'll actually turn it off just to you know, do some kind of, some kind of combat, like to steal items and stupid stuff. But, um, and I actually have been using, uh, because I'm playing the remaster, I have been using the speed through button. Oh yeah, for um, sure. Just to walk through some of the world zones. Cause for a while when I was doing some of the fetch quests and I was like, I got to keep running back and forth between this city and like this town. And there's no teleport in between. And I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to put the speed thing on so I could save myself like 15 minutes. Yeah. That's how I was playing it for a while. Mm-hmm. The, the, or the amount that I played it when I was running between places or just if it was normal fights, I would just jack it up. So it was really, really fast. And mm-hmm. then when I got to like boss sections, I would drop it back down and concentrate. So yeah, I like that part of it. I think more RPGs, especially JRPGs really should have speed up modes and you know skip through modes and stuff like that i I really find those to be to make it more accessible and fun i find they do that a lot with a lot of remaster games that they yes i agree but like i get you want to play the game how it was originally intended but at the same time like it's nice it's a uh a quality of life thing you know yeah especially if you've played it before you know, like I was replaying Final Fantasy VIII mm-hmm. and having the speed up mode and, you know, a couple of the other little mode, cheat mode things. It was nice because you just burn through stuff and run through and get to the story parts and be like, yeah, I remember this part. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember they had that on, um, I think it's uh, Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lion for um, the PSP. I think there's a speed through mode on that. It's either that or I might have been playing... Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, like on an emulator or something, where you okay. can speed through it. Because I did that a lot um, on Tactics Advance, I know for sure, because sometimes those battles just take forever. <laughs> yeah. But, and then, um, of course, I've been playing a game called Genshin Impact. A little game, yeah. just the one. Uh, hmm, what should I say about Genshin Impact? <laughs> Um, I'm actually a little upset because I, I guess you'd consider me an end game player. Like I'm world rank 55, so I'm almost to 60, but when you get to 55, it takes forever to level up your world rank. Um, and then of course 60 is the end of it. But, uh, I would say I'm like at end game and right now until recently, there hasn't really been a whole lot to do. Um, so I know a lot of the community is kind of getting upset that they're adding all these these tweaks and stuff, but they still haven't 
um, give us, given us like an end game that we can focus on. Uh, so a lot of times we're just stuck, you know, grinding to tweak our characters and stuff, but there's really not a lot of quests or anything to do end game. So for a while I was just logging in, doing my thing and logging off. Um, I really wasn't playing it as much. And then that's when I would go and play like 12 or 14. Um, and then another thing too, is uh, some of the rewards when you get higher up, just don't feel as rewarding. Uh, like a lot of the commissions and the, uh, quests where you send out your NPCs for like 20 hours and they come back with like 5,000 Mora, which I could farm 200,000 Mora in like 30 minutes if I wanted to. So why would I send out my character for 20 hours to come back with like nothing? Um, so I kind of wish they would, would work on uh, tweaking those things a bit more, um, but they did come out recently with the, the Mondstadt Festival. Uh, so that's been giving me some stuff to do along with the changes that they, they made with some things with 1.4 with that update that came out this week. Um, so it did come out. I was going to ask you that yeah, as one of the yeah, questions. It, it came out on um, on Tuesday, I believe. Nice. So And then the festival just started today. Oh, okay. And they also have a KFC collaboration. <laughs> so I got, I got, you can get like three recipes in the game and one of them is for like the mashed potatoes, um, and then like a chicken sandwich and then fried chicken. And it's supposed to be like KFC themed. And I guess in China, they actually got skins for their characters, um, where they're like in KFC uniforms, <laughs> which is like, that's ridiculous. Why, why didn't we get that? I would love to have like, skins for the characters and i really hope that's something they add because uh that's like a huge money grab if they if they do that or like you know hey you want to throw like five bucks and get a skin for your character like they'll make tons of money off that oh yeah big time but um yeah and then another thing too actually that i can talk about in the news section but yeah we'll we'll just say that you know the monstad festival is out and there's tons of stuff to do now for now um a lot of people are calling this update a filler update, just like they were calling 1.3 kind of a filler update because there's no real main story advancement uh, in the last two updates. The last one we got was like in, in 1.2. So um, we we're kind of hoping for more story, but I guess that's not going to be coming out until 1.5. So, but it is what it is. And I'm and still enjoying the content and I enjoy playing the game. Uh, yeah. I guess I, I guess I just, I'm turning a little salty, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Cause you were really high and mighty on it. And, uh, you know, Oh, I, um, I, I still am. I'm just being, um, more <laughs> critical, I guess now. You that's know? right. Well, that's when <clears throat> you have the opportunity to be the most critical is when you love something that hard. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's good. Right. I'm glad that you're still enjoying it and playing it, uh, as salty as you may be. Um, I guess, speaking of which, let's jump into the news section. I really only put two things in here that I wanted to mention. Something that I think we'll start doing is, I think, mentioning the PlayStation Plus monthly games, because I've been kind of starting to take notice and actually putting them into my library. So I guess I'll start pointing that out each month as the podcast, you know, 
jumps in and we have a new month, I will start mentioning which games are coming out on PlayStation Plus. So I don't know if you know what you do, but, you know, you audience breaking the fourth wall. Uh, every month, PlayStation gives away free games as part of their PlayStation Plus network, um, which you need to play multiplayer in order to play multiplayer in games. So if you buy that, you mm-hmm. actually get free games as well. And now they're giving away with it free PlayStation 5 games and free PlayStation VR games. In the last two months, they've given away VR games too, which is pretty neat, pretty nice. So um, anyway, without further ado, so at some point, I think I'll start maybe even looking into what games are switching. I think it's weekly for Xbox Live. So just so that we can kind of do that as a little PSA as well. Is it? Um, I, I thought it was monthly. I can't remember. I don't know. I've never tracked it. I've never been a play- Xbox Live really person. But um, regardless, I know I missed out when they had Control on on there for free. I totally missed out on it for PlayStation Plus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you guys, that's how I'm playing it. <laughs> yeah, I know you guys mentioned it, and then I never told it. <laughs> yeah. So last month they had Control as one of the games that you could. Um, grab from PlayStation Plus. And the nice thing is it's Control Ultimate Edition. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard about that whole hubbub. Like I didn't, I don't want to jump into too much of a sidetrack here, but just to point out when Control was first released, I think it was 2019, they then um, announced that they would do the next gen upgrade. And then finally, when they announced the next gen upgrade, it was only if you rebought the game the ultimate edition and it wasn't an upgrade that you'd buy for your game you had to rebuy the whole game so wow. it was kind of a whole you know kind of a bad taste in people's mouths who bought control and it's so close to 2020 2020 2020 2021 that you would think they would just either give it away or let you upgrade to it but alas no and so that was why i was so excited when playstation plus was giving away control ultimate edition for free because that's the that's the one that straddles the line between next gen and mm-hmm. gives you the next gen version so all that to say last month of course i started buying playstation plus or bought the year and um that's how i got control to play and i've been playing that on my playstation 5 as i mentioned many times so for the month of March, they gave away and are giving away Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is pretty crazy that you're getting that for free. Just a note that it's the PlayStation 4 version only. So because you're not buying it technically, you do not get the free upgrade to PlayStation 5. So the people who bought the game before this will be getting the PlayStation 5 upgrade for free, but not the new episode. You have to buy that separate, of course. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, so... Final Fantasy VII Remake is one of them. Farpoint, which is a PlayStation VR first-person shooter, uh, one of the few, but supposed to be pretty decent. I I played a few minutes of it. It's okay. Uh, But it is free, and it is on there. Marquette, which I have not played at all, but it is a PlayStation 5 game. And then Remnant from the Ashes, which is kind of like Dark Souls meets Guns. (laughs) So... um, those are the games for this month, which if you would like, uh, 10 bucks for the month and you get all those games. So question. Um, yes. If you do not have a PS5 and you have a PS4, will it allow you to still buy the PS5 games so you can install them later? Yes. Oh, okay. It does. As far I as like I understand, that. it does. That's awesome. You can, yeah, you can add them to your library, but not download them. So, yes. 
Now, the thing about PlayStation Plus that I should note, just since we're starting to do this now, is to point out that in order to... If okay, if you add them to your library, you have to have the subscription to download it. Once it's right. on your machine, they're not going to take it away. But in order to download it or re-download it, you have to have the subscription going. So, you know, if I was playing Control and I stopped subscribing, they wouldn't remove it from my PlayStation. But if I deleted it and wanted to go back and play it again, I would need to be subscribed in order to re-download it. So One that thing- is something to note. One thing I wanted to just mention about PlayStation Plus is always keep an eye out for um, sales for the subscription. Usually around the holidays, you can get like, um, because I know you can purchase like the year membership and sometimes they'll have a sale. And I know they had it recently, like uh, I think it was in January where you would buy a year subscription and they would give you a year for free. So, I mean, for I think it's like 50 bucks or 60 bucks. You get two yes. years. That's that's saving a lot of money, if you ask me. For sure, but for uh, sure. And um, normally it's sixty bucks for the year. Yeah, right. Which is still cheaper than ten bucks a month, obviously, because that'd be one hundred twenty bucks. So it's like half off. Um, but if you search around again, look for sales. You can get a code mm-hmm. for the year, and usually they're like twenty five to thirty dollars for the year. Yeah. So that's even better. Um, so yeah. PlayStation Plus, it's pretty decent. <laughs> I don't really play multiplayer games, so it's not really um, huge for me in that sense. But uh, getting free games, especially PlayStation 5 games, I could use all the PlayStation 5 games I can get right now. Um, that said, it also opens up the potential, and I've come very close to downloading Genshin Impact on my PlayStation <laughs> 5. Uh, because now that I have PlayStation Plus, I can play the online you know, games. So, um, yeah. Anyway. I, I'll stop is, talking about it. So is, those is it are the out, games. Is that out on the Switch yet? I threw. I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. I thought yeah. I, I thought it was, but I don't know. I'm surprised I'm not playing it on the Switch. Yeah, I mean, I could see that being a nice to have, where you could just, you know, since all of the obviously since it's an online service, your saves are um, the same on all devices. You can take that and just sit anywhere and play, which would be nice. Mm-hmm. Even outside. Um, so moving on, I wanted to point out that there is a Last of Us TV show potentially coming. It it has been greenlit. They've already chosen actors and actresses. Um, you know, I always take these with a grain of salt, but I saw it actually. Um, M sent me an article from the Chicago Tribune that there's that the Last of Us TV show is coming in 2021. And she's like, I'll watch this with you since you love this so much. I'm like, really? (laughs) So I'm really excited about it. Um, I can't wait. And I hope it does actually release. So we'll see. But, um, you know, we're going to talk about The Last of Us as our topic. It might be good to, if you haven't played the game or any of the games, I should say, and don't have access to do so, um, you're maybe not a gamer or something. I don't know. Then you can watch the TV show and potentially get some of the same story beats hopefully kind of like the witcher even though <laughs> kind of like yeah it's based off the books but um i know the the actor who plays the mandalorian he's actually gonna be playing he's joel. joel yes so yes and i think I he's a good ellie, actor i thought the ellie choice was pretty good pretty on key so she looks pretty good to me who did they pick for ellie i don't know her name off the top of my head but she looks very 14 year old ish Okay. Um, which is exciting because, you know, they're bringing it all, ba- all the way back to the first game. 
story. So it's not yeah. like Selena Gomez or something. No, not Selena. <laughs> not Selena Gomez. I can't talk to ne- tonight, Ed. My goodness, what is wrong with me? Reach through and slap me in the face. Yeah, it's because. All we right, took, well, it's because we took a break. <laughs> Must be. Um, so you had added uh, one news item, and then we should take a break and jump into our topic. So why don't you tell us yeah. about your little thing? So um, Mahoyo has been actually getting really upset with people that are leaking um, information for like future updates. Because uh, I know they, they have like a, a beta test server that they have. And, you know, people, they can invite people to it to, to test things out before they release them for later versions. And a lot of people are usually leaking that information, either in YouTube videos or, um, you know, posting stuff on Twitter. Uh, and Mahoyo is actually getting really angry about it. And they're actually... Um, seeking action on certain individuals. And I know wow. one guy I watch on uh, Twitch and YouTube, he never leaks anything, but he just mentioned like in the title about 1.5 leaks uh, and he didn't leak anything, but because he like had that in there, Mahoyo made him like take his video off of YouTube. Wow. <laughs> so, That's crazy. Uh, so yeah, they're, um, they're getting really serious and you know, I don't blame them. They don't want people, um, putting out information that they're not officially announcing yet. Um, but if that, it, from what I heard, if that, le- if those leaks are true though, I'm pretty excited, but I won't say what they are. Cause I don't want Mihoyo coming after me. <laughs> um, they probably, they probably don't listen to our podcast. Well, but... I, I find that very difficult to believe, you know, with our thousands of people that listen to this. <laughs> So, all right. Well, that's good to know. Very Nintendo of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nintendo (laughs) does stuff like that too. Well, let's take a break. And then after that, we can jump into our topic. We're going to talk about, so I guess I should introduce it. So if you don't want to hear it, you can turn off the podcast now, but we are going to do a spoiler cast. So we're going to kind of spoil the game. We're going to talk about last of us two. And, um, you know, give our thoughts and kind of go through the game, I think, um, piece by piece and just talk about the different things and ways that we feel about them. So that'll be after the break. Um, So let's take a break now and then we'll come back and do that. Sounds good. All right. We'll be right back. And we're back. We're back. Exciting. Very exciting. Here we are. So, so what, what, um, um, I talked what, about... What commercial do you oh, think they had to listen to? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. They've actually been different now, yeah. which is exciting. Yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> so, well, it's I actually, guess we'll find out. It's actually been like product placement. <laughs> yeah, which has been pretty funny because, you know, there was... I'm sure everybody knows who listens. There was the time where we had the same one back to back because it mm-hmm. wouldn't auto load yeah. any ads correctly. So it was weird, but uh, there's nothing really we could do. It was our provider. So, so yeah, just, anyway. as, just as a statement, like we don't use any of the products that they announced. So <laughs> <clears throat> we apologize in advance. Except for that skin cream to get rid of those rashes. We definitely <laughs> use that. So um, that's definitely us. Well, uh, what did I say before our break? That we would talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake, right? Isn't that what I said? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, we're we going to talk about The Last of Us 2. Yeah, we're going to talk other, about the spoilers. and 
Yeah. If, if they if track. they didn't play that game and they played Last of Us Two and then we switched up on them, then they get spoilers. They'd probably be pretty. We mad. would have ones of upset people. <laughs> <laughs> one one angry person. <laughs> we still wouldn't get mail about it because they would be like, "I'm this is a waste of my time." <laughs> um. <clears throat> all right. So what we're gonna do? We've done this before with other games in the past, like Justin and I, and I think maybe even you did an episode where we did something similar. But what we're going to do is we're going to kind of walk through the game and we're not going to go through every little teeny tiny moment, Mm -hmm. but just kind of highlight the moments that were important to us and kind of talk about almost book clubby the game and what we thought about different parts of it. So... um, I guess maybe we should start off with overall impressions, uh, just to give it a little bit of a boost here. So why don't you tell us to start out, Ed, what you thought of this game? So this is <laughs> And gonna... just to reiterate before I let you start, I'm very sorry. I got to interrupt. Again, I just want to state we are talking about The Last of Us 2. That's the game we're talking about. And we're going to spoil every single part of this game at some point. So just... You know, I don't know if it'll be all on this episode and maybe it'll bleed into the next episode. But if you don't want to hear any of the spoilers for Last of Us 2, now is the time to turn off the podcast. <laughs> so so all right, I, Ed, I just I just want to make sure this isn't going to turn into like a therapy session where you're like, so how did it make you feel? How did that make you feel? And <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. I can channel the yeah? inner. Yeah. yeah, the inner uh, psychiatrist. I can do it. No, I mean, for, for starters, uh, the game itself, for me, um, even even using that as a joke, how did it make you feel? Uh, I mean, it was, a, it was a roller coaster the entire time. Oh, yeah. Like, just the ups and downs and the emotional trauma. Like, like it, I wouldn't say it was traumatic for me, but um, it, it put me on edge, like, a lot. There are a lot of scenes... Or things that happen in the game that put me on edge, uh, like the um, that scene with Nora, and I don't want to skip ahead because I know we were going to kind of <laughs> go through, but um, it's a good scene though. Yeah, like that that was hard for me because like me I didn't too. I didn't want to do that, but no, the game didn't give you a choice; you I had know, to do it. It did not. Yeah, and let me tell you, I tried. I tried every single way I could think of to not do I, that. I, so. I literally sat there and waited to see if like something else would happen. But yeah, same. No, you have to hit the button. <laughs> yeah, and it only shows one button on the screen. Right, so. exactly. <sighs> well, just to give my quick impressions, I also... This is... <sighs> this combined with the previous games, game and DLC... Um, probably some of the most important games to me ever and um this game was no exception it was fantastic mm-hmm. the emotional roller coaster you know their pacing was spot on with this game where you feel hope then you feel fear then you feel hope then you feel fear and it just was like this up and down and up and down and wow it was it was a lot so um i again agree with you that i did not feel tra- traumatized in any way i also i know a lot of people felt very anxious after playing it i didn't have that problem but i certainly couldn't put it down it was like a book or a movie that i'm like i'm not gonna stop playing this i'm gonna keep playing it i need to see what's going on the only i loved it the only time i felt anxious probably was after fighting the rat king yes well and i will point out just to be really clear probably overly clear 
there were many, many, many parts that I was anxious while playing the game. It's just that, like, when I turned it off, I didn't need something to, like, wind down after that. You know, it wasn't like, a, yeah. oh, yeah. my God, I need to just, like, let me sit here for, like, 10 minutes and just kind of ease out of this chair. No, I I didn't have that problem, but I can see where people would because, again, incredibly anxious game, incredibly over the top and just every moment, you know, something's going to happen. And it does. So, uh Really good stuff. For sure. So should we, we should we start like at the beginning? Yeah, I guess so. Let's Just again go we're through. gonna spoil some really big important stuff. So if you don't want to be spoiled on the game, again, please for the love of all that is good and holy, turn it off. <laughs> I mean we kinda uh, we kind of already spoiled a little, but you know, if they yeah, look that did. stuff up, that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. <clears throat> well, um the game starts out in Jackson. Right? Isn't that where it starts? Let's see. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, it um, starts in Jackson. Yeah, because they're, they're in Colorado, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, I guess, should we spoil the last game, too? <laughs> Part of it? Just I mean, as, if, like, a run-up? Well, if you have to have played the first game to even play the second one, so... Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. So, I guess we're spoiling both. Not 100% of the first game, but just to give it give it a little bit of a run-up. So, the first game was all about Joel, mm-hmm. the, one of the two protagonists, taking Ellie, the other protagonist, to the Fireflies because she was technically immune to the plague that's been plaguing, the spores plague that's been plaguing the world and turning people into... Mind-controlled plants, essentially. <laughs> well, they're they're fungus. Yeah, fungus. Yeah, plants. Same thing. No. Anyway, it's actually not the same thing. Fine, Ed. It's not the same. Jeez. Just you know, biologically, they're not the same. Always keeping me honest. <laughs> My gosh. Anyway, you do get to the end with Ellie and bring her to the Fireflies. The Fireflies are a group that are trying to. Um, what would you say? Because they're, they're not rebelling against anything per se. No, like, there's they, no they, overarching like government or anything. It's not like that kind of dystopian future. Yeah, the Fireflies were. I know they were against. Um, they were against the government, uh, but they yes. were. They were also seeking a cure for. Yeah, they uh, were the disease, the virus, the disease, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, they were definitely the last best hope. I would say to a cure, because they were organized. They had you know, doctors and people working on it. And so the idea was Joel was not part of the fireflies at all, but the fireflies were trying to take Ellie to their main base with all the doctors and people working on the cure and got bogged down. And so they hired Joel essentially through various means, which we won't go into Mm -hmm. and his partner who died (laughs) um, to take Ellie cross country to this hospital where they had all these doctors. And so you get there and now we're going to spoil the ending. So you get there and Joel is drops her off and basically leaves. And you know, the whole game is all about Joel learning whether or not he cares about Ellie. Well, and, yeah, like just to, just to kind of yeah. add to that, um, he definitely develops an attachment and it's almost, sure. it's almost like a replacement for his daughter who dies at like the very beginning of the game. Yeah. And that's the thing, the point of about the first game is like right in the beginning, you get sucker punched in the face because you're the whole thing happens. You get to see the pandemic happen, well, pandemic or something where epidemic happen no, with it, this you know, it's a pandemic well whatever 
yeah. it's fine <laughs> keep me honest Ed. Uh, i love it um and so you see it happen in real time and you're playing joel's daughter during that that whole set of scenes and she ends up dying as part of this whole thing but joel survives and so ellie becomes this like proxy to his daughter just like you mm-hmm. said yeah by the end he cares a lot about her but he did his job he drops her off and he somehow finds out well somebody tells him that in order to basically synthesize this cure or start working on a cure potentially mm-hmm. they have to kill ellie in the process yeah which they're referring to her as the host regardless so he decides that's just not okay so he basically tears the whole place up busts through kills a lot of people grabs her and runs um and ends up killing a lot of people in the process and as part of that basically the fireflies fall apart you know so that and, was the end and, of the game and more importantly he oh yeah, yeah. he lies to her as to oh he does happened. that is a really important piece yes which is kind of tw- kind of twisted you know um just how how attached he is to her that you know he's because he knows like if she knew the truth she probably would you know fight him about it um but instead just to kind of keep things how they are he he lies to her yeah so i remember at the end of this game the first one it's the only game i felt so satisfied and conflicted at the end Mm -hmm. and just like i i would like sat staring at the screen after the credits were rolling and just like how do i feel about this this is so crazy i was so upset at joel for lying to her and yet at the same time like she's safe thank god you know it was such a conflicting thing um and so he ends up lying to her that they couldn't make a cure that she just wasn't what they needed and that you know it was no big deal and he left which was totally not true he killed so many people to get her out Mm -hmm. um and she you can tell that she kind of suspects something else happened um anyway that's the end of the game and they kind of give you the the idea that they're going back to jackson where uh, joel's brother and a bunch of people have like this big community with a wall and they they're pretty safe um, and pretty normal seemingly Okay, wow, that was a big run up to. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then game. I know the the second game kind of starts like uh, I think several years have passed since that happened. Uh, so Ellie's a little older. Um, Joe Joel is obviously older too, and uh, you kind of just start the game uh, playing as Ellie. So they they make it very clear that this is going to be like an Ellie story. I mean, she's on the cover of the game, um, right? So, and then, yeah, leading up from there, um, I'm trying to remember. Sorry, it's been a while since I played. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. So, they take you into Jackson, and they, they kind of show you, it's like a day in the life of Ellie, which is a lot of fun, because yeah, you get to that's see right. That's right. all the different pieces of what she does, and the, she basically runs patrols and stuff. And you also get this great feeling that there's, like, tension between her and Joel, mm-hmm. which is also great, because it's not just like, yeah, we made it, and then we're dad and daughter hunky dory best friends um no like they get there i i really feel like ellie ever since they left the firefly and firefly compound that she just did not trust him the same way and something shifted in their relationship and so you can see that play out at the beginning of this game and how yeah she's kind of different definitely older has her own opinions um and he is doing everything he can to kind of get back into her good graces which they do touch upon later in the game like yes what caused this separation 
Yes, but. for sure. Um, and you also find out about she's kind of super into this um, girl that's also in town. Um, and you end up going with this girl that she's into on patrol. And so that's the beginning of the game. You go on patrol with her and you're it's kind of fun because it's like a tour of the area and mm-hmm. they're talking, which is some of my favorite parts of these games. It's just hearing the dialogue between these characters that they create. Yeah, because it's just it, the dialogue seems just so natural, and it really um, does. It doesn't seem like forced. It, it's just like if you walked up on two people talking, it clearly would just sound just like that. Yeah, and so you're like going through um, houses and buildings, and they're just chatting along as you're doing these things on patrol, trying to make sure there's no none of these monsters basically that have been created. Um, and so, you know, not really much happens during that time other than like collecting a few things that you find out that you can collect throughout the game and, you know, just opening drawers and looking through stuff or going in houses. And um, I did everything I possibly could because that's how I play these games. <laughs> yeah. I go through like every drawer and every closet. And so um, do I. Yeah, I do the yeah. exact same thing. Any, and anything that's not nailed down. I uh, I pick up and then if I'm Same. full on that item, I will craft so I can free up my inventory so that I can pick the item up. Oh, yeah. I do the exact <laughs> same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like I would say this game probably took me, you know, close to half again the time that it probably should or maybe even double the time that it probably should because I go through mm-hmm. everything I possibly can and try to find every little piece and nook and cranny. Yeah. I, I actually had to go back uh, at one point because I found out I missed a manual. So I actually reloaded an old save and just oh re- gotcha yeah I replayed it just because I wanted to get everything and uh, there was one I missed um, which this is total aside but I missed the one where like you can pull the dumpster out of the way and there's that like garage yes um, that's that's the one I had to go uh, there it was in that same area but you had to drop down in this hole yes and, exactly yeah and there were like two bloaters down there once you kill them the manual is like somewhere down there in like the next yeah. building or whatever um so yeah that's actually what I, I had to go back and get yeah so um anyway it progresses you you make your way into like this big i don't remember if it was the supermarket that you make your way into and finally make contact with no it was en- um it was a library Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. the library first? Yeah, that's, that's where they. Right. That's but where they, they, find they kept all looking the... at the supermarket off in the distance. Yeah, and then that's where they yeah. find uh, the guys like secret, secretly going growing weed. In, yes, in the basement of the library. <laughs> yeah, so they they get in this library. You you get in this precarious situation with some clickers, which are like you know the the type of these fungi monsters that can't see but see through noise now. Yeah, um, and so you you encounter them you have to make it through there and then you have to figure your way out of this you know giant library and then uh is that when the storm hits and then you go and find your way into this spot to get out of the storm and um, i want to kind of mention some things about the storm in just a second but just like you mentioned you get into that building and to take shelter with your horses and that's when you find you know all kinds of different it was definitely like a hideout for one of the people that eventually made their way to jackson and he clearly was keeping his stash and growing more in the basement and that was a great scene too because they they were sharing experiences and going back and forth ellie and this girl um 
Uh, what's her name? Oh my gosh, Dina. Gracious. <laughs> I, almost, I almost forgot her name too. I'm glad you remembered it. <laughs> yeah. So Ellie and Dina are down there and they start smoking some weed and there's like a makeout session that you get to see and they're kind of going through their battle scars, which is fun. Um, and that's when Dina notices the bite mark on Ellie's arm and mm-hmm. Ellie clearly and so it's not a bite mark anymore because ellie like burned it so it didn't look like a bite mark i'm assuming to you know make it seem or make it easier to talk about so um they exchange that stuff um is there anything else you want to mention about that basement before i talk about the storm part i mean it just it was a big part that uh the whole bite mark thing and she lied to her about um, she did lie to her which is super interesting yeah just to hide the fact that she is immune because uh, and I think it's something that like her and Joel decided just because they don't want um, anybody like looking for her still. Yeah, they want to keep her safe, but also not have anybody come yeah, find her. Don't want to attract attention sort, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed and appreciated how natural and not a big deal the fact that she was into girls was. I really liked that whole thing. And it mm-hmm. was just... It wasn't made into a big deal, even though I'm kind of making it into a big deal now. We just don't see enough of that these days. And I just loved that it was just, they didn't even mention it. It was just like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah here no, it is. It, and it and felt... they talked about it in the last game, but like, you know, yes. this is just so natural and nice. Yes, it, it, I was going to say it felt very natural. It didn't feel forced. It wasn't yeah. like in your face, you know. Right. It um, was It was really well done and just... Just so, I don't know. I can't say anything other than natural. It was just fantastic. And I didn't realize what was, it wasn't like something that I noticed even until much farther in the game. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So anyway. And then um, I, I think at that point, then it switches to, um, uh, oh my God, I, what's her name? Abby. Abby. Yeah. Why did I, I'm, I don't know why I drew a blank. <laughs> it's okay. It's been a while. Um, Yeah, so that's the interesting thing about where this game kind of takes a turn. So you play as Ellie for a good portion up until this point, and you get down there with Dina, and, you know, they have their moments, and, you know, they're in love, which was great. But the snowstorm plays an important role, and during the snowstorm and during these moments, you switch to this other character named Abby, who is on her way to Jackson and the her and her group are staying in this I guess cabin you could call it nearby Jackson and they're kind of they've been on their way to Jackson they've they've taken a moment they're trying to plan their next move and then um I can't remember how they decide so she has a little Abby they, has an interaction with her ex-boyfriend right isn't yeah, that how that goes so so yeah it's yeah, Owen is her ex-boyfriend. Owen, yes, thank and, you. We're um, terrible with names, Ed. Oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, while they're at the cabin, um, Owen secretly wanted to go forward to keep searching for whatever they were supposedly searching for. And right. he goes out with Abby while everyone's still asleep. And that's when they discover um, the city of Jackson. And uh, they're obviously looking for something. And... Um, that's when they end up going back to the cabin. And then, uh, I know like some stuff happens where she decides to go forward without him. Right. And, um, then she gets into a whole bunch of trouble with, uh, you know, clickers and stuff and infected 
chasing after her. And then that's the point where she actually gets rescued by Joel and Tommy. Um, yeah. So I think Owen and her split ways because mm-hmm. Owen doesn't want to take the chance if yeah. memory serves. Because, I mean, Jackson is huge. And so they know nothing about it. And Abby's Abby's not going to give up. Yeah. And so you're right. That's when she splits off, does her own thing, and then gets into trouble, which, of course, she did. You know, of course, she's going to. And she gets into trouble in, like, the worst possible way. Um, and it's just being chased by the massive horde of these, mm-hmm. you know, enemies. <laughs> yeah. I, of these. I still remember, uh, like, the, the chain link fence scene where. Oh, yeah. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. The infected come after her. And then she gets behind this chain link fence. And they're so rabid trying to get to her. They're pushing it down on top of her. And you, the player, have to try and force her through this little hole. And I'm sure, you know, there was really no actual danger but you definitely feel like there is where like you're just trying to push through so yeah she runs into joel and tommy on patrol and i remember this being important to me because they do this fantastic back and forth where the snowstorm plays um into kind of obfuscating the timing of everything Mm -hmm. and so abby goes as abby you're going through this area and you come upon this like truck and set of cars and it's laid out in such a way that like you remember it later. And so you go through that area and then they cut back to that's when they cut back to Dina and Ellie in the snowstorm. And you see those similar cars and stuff. I, I think that's when they cut back and you're like, no, no, wait, 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 wait. They, yeah, they played through the whole Abbey part before they cut back to. Because uh, I don't think you knew that she ran into Joel before. I I thought, see, I remember them timing it just right where I thought they were going to run into each other, like Abby and Abby. No. Oh my gosh, Abby and Ellie. No, yeah, they. Um, so yeah, Abby. After the whole chain link fence thing, that's when Joel and Tommy bump into Abby, and they like rescue her, and then Abby leads them to um, the cabin where they're staying, and that's when Joel and Tommy are like introducing themselves and then that's yes. when like that's when like shit just hits the fan and and they the group just starts attacking both joel and tommy and um and then abby starts getting real violent with joel and uh then that's when it cuts to back to um ellie and and tina and then as they're going forward then they find out that they haven't heard from tommy and then that's when they go uh go to uh, the lookout where Tommy and, and Joel were to see what was going on. And then that's when all that stuff happens. Yeah. So um, just to back up a step, she, they, <clears throat> so Abby leads Joel and Tommy as they're all being chased by this horde that Abby basically rustled up <laughs> and she ends up leading them back to that cabin mm-hmm. that the rest of her group is at. Like you mentioned, um, this is a big part where a lot of people take issue with this game immediately. You know, a lot of people really keyed into this, like, that would never happen. Why would they go with her thing? Which I did not have any trouble with that at all, personally. Like, it didn't I, even I didn't either. bother me. Yeah. Yeah. Because at that point, I kind of felt like, um, you know, the community that, that Joel and Tommy were in... Um, they were kind of a helpful group. I mean, they were cautious. You could tell like the, right. uh, the impression I got from Joel and Tommy that, um, 
you know, they wanted to help this girl that was by herself, right. but then they were also cautious, especially when they were meeting her group. Like you could, you could just tell like in their faces, oh, the that, tension. like they, they were trying to be extremely cautious. Yeah. And, and I think this also is the best way you can tell that people did not play through it, who are upset about this part because yeah. they did an amazing job, amazing job keying into this particular cabin that her group was staying at like you go there multiple times with tommy and um joel and it's definitely on their route um and ellie ends up there later as well so like it's clearly an important cabin to jackson and kind of like a stopping point mm-hmm. and so they wouldn't even thought twice i think about going back there um anyway regardless but yeah i mean just like you can see in that scene like when they meet that group Joel and Tommy kind of share a look with each other. Like, For sure. You know, something, they just know something, something's not right. And then, you know, this is such a great part of the game, too, where, like, they get in there, the group surrounds them, but not in, like, a threatening way, per se. Yeah. They're just kind of starting to position themselves. And you, the player, really feel it already. And just a testament to the acting in the game is, like, I'm, I'm like... You guys need to leave like right now. Yeah, you yeah. can't be in there. Yeah. Um, but they they were like, you know, I, I, I got the feeling that they wanted to be helpful and not turn people away. And so they introduced themselves. But immediately then one of the dudes locks the door and then I'm like, oh, God, here we go. So, yeah, just like you said before, they end up. Yeah, gosh, it was horrible. <laughs> they end up blasting Joel's kneecap and beating the crap out of tommy and then that's where they cut it right and that's yeah you don't really know what else is going on if memory serves right. and that's when they cut to um ellie and dina again like you said but um and yeah we, we can keep going like further into detail the story i don't want to like do scene for scene um but yeah at that point then uh you know eventually ellie does make her way to the cabin and um i just remember when you're walking down that hall and you can hear like joel screaming yeah well and so like you said um just to reiterate since i backed up too far um (laughs) you had mentioned before that they get back to jackson and they realize that joel and and um tommy did not and so yeah ellie and dina go out looking for joel and tommy and she comes to the cabin just like you said no yeah they didn't go back to jackson um what's his name showed up Oh, library. he shows up. That's right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I he mentions yes. He mentions that um Joel and Tommy have They never showed up. Like Yeah, so out. they go back out in the storm and start looking for them. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, Ellie ends up back just like you said. Ellie ends up at the cabin <laughs> and you get in there and uh yeah, you hear them beating the crap out of Joel and wow, what a scene that was. Um yeah, wow. I I got so just, mad. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> so, like, when, when I when I got this game, I didn't watch, I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't, I didn't watch anything leading up to the release of the game. Um, so, I, I, I mean, I had a feeling that like Joel was gonna die at some point. Um, I didn't know when it was gonna happen though, and I, I wasn't expecting it that early in the game, but uh, it completely took me by surprise. Um, and yeah, I, I got, I got really angry at that scene. Um, because I didn't want it to happen. And I think it it was harder to watch even more because of Ellie having to, like, witness it, like, front row. Oh, yeah. But. Yeah, so they 
basically cave in Joel's skull and both the player and Ellie are watching it happen. And it's horrendous to see. And it's, it's, you know, you spent the whole last game playing as Joel <laughs> dragging Ellie across country and now they're just killing him off in front of you. And that to me, that was incredibly powerful. And I didn't feel any way like it was cheap or not done well or, you know, stupid. I felt like this is this is what these games are about. They're about loss. They're about everything costing something. Nothing happens in this world that they've made up where it's just going to be butterflies and rainbows everything costs something you Mm -hmm. can't get by without anything costing something and i think they've done an amazing job in all of these games really setting that up as the world you know like even ellie by the end of this has has lost so much um but the reason i'm highlighting this and and i think maybe we'll talk about this piece and then maybe wrap up the episode and we can come back to it and maybe go faster through some of the other parts but I wanted to kind of get more detailed into this and and the run up to this because this is where the controversy mostly happened because nobody played past this part if they didn't like this part, which I still don't understand. I but, thought it, I thought it was the controversy that happens later on that people didn't like. Well, there were two. There was this yeah. one, which then people stopped playing, and then they all said it's a horrible game, and and I'm like, you didn't play through it, so you don't know. But then there's the other one later, which we'll get to as well. Yeah. But um, the fact that they killed Joel off, the controversy surrounding that was the fact that I so I did watch all the trailers leading up to this game. And what they did in that game is they inserted game moments that didn't happen in the game on purpose. Oh, really? They, yeah, they were keeping Joel being killed oh, a secret. Okay. So the way the trailers made the game look and sound is that. Ellie falls in love with Dina and then Dina is victimized or killed. And then she goes on a revenge quest because Dina's dead. And so they didn't, they didn't, you know, try to hide the fact that it's very much a revenge game, Mm -hmm. but they made it look like it was about Dina because later on, Joel comes up on Ellie in the trailer and says, I'm back. And she's like, where have you been? You know, and that it was not a scene that was in the game at all. And so they were trying to obfuscate the fact that Joel gets killed. And so for me, when this happened, I was like, oh my gosh, they totally made all that up. And I was just so surprised and just really impressed with the fact that they had gone to such lengths to make sure that this secret was kept. But see, I loved every second of it. See, now that you say that though, um, I'm glad it didn't happen how it was portrayed in the trailers because yes, for me, I feel um, a revenge quest because of Joel dying is much more powerful than a revenge quest over some girl that, you know, she just recently fell in love with. A hundred percent agree. Right. Like to me, that's just more powerful. And um, even though I didn't watch the trailers, like I knew Joel was going to be in the game. Um Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just I still had a feeling like, you know, because uh, I, I knew they were trying to go more the Ellie direction. So right. I kind of I kind of foreshadowed that that at some point he was going to die. I thought if they were going to kill him off, it was going to be like towards the end of the game. Um, but, yeah, it, it surprised me, too. I wasn't expecting it that at the beginning of the game. Um, it was shocking. It was right there in your face. It yeah. was gory and bloody and 
no holds barred. Like I kept wondering who's going to bust in and save them or yeah. who's going to bust in and save Joel before Ellie gets there. And nobody did. They, they just killed him. And I was like, Oh my God, that just happened. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And this is the power of naughty dog and their ability to tell stories. And that is that they, firstly, they don't hold anything back. Everything's on the table, which is great. But secondly, they tell their stories in such a way that, and realize that part of the investment of the game is in the player, not just the character. So I, I agree with you. If they had killed Dina, that they just introduced Dina, it would have been hollow and stupid. And mm-hmm. then now Agreed. you're playing a whole game, like you said, where it's like, you just met this girl. Why do I even care? Why would I care? No, no. They took the character that you played as the character the last game, and they killed him off. And now you, I, I was invested a hundred percent in seeing Abby die. Like I, yeah. at that point, I'm like, I'm coming for you, Same. and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Same, yeah, it's exactly. And, how and that I felt. wasn't because Ellie said that. That was because I said that. I was determined to go back and end this woman's life because she killed Joel, and um. Yeah. So yeah, the the minute she picked up that golf club and oh, God. I was just like, don't you do it. Don't you do it. And she does it and nothing happens other than she, she does it. And you're like, they just did that. They just did that. I watched that happen and you're going through with emotions or at least this is what happened in my brain where I was like, okay, they killed him. Is there going to be some magic way they bring him back or, you know, I, I'm like, this isn't a fantasy game. There's no cleric. Well, I mean, <laughs> they're not going to resurrect him. Ellie, Ellie has Phoenix Downs on her, so it should be fine. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I, I, it did not miss for me. It was a huge, I don't know, moment in time that just drew me into this game so hard that mm-hmm. I could not stop thinking about this game and wanted to play it constantly. So, and that, t- that I think t- they did that- the right, the right thing. See, that's what I don't understand why people were so turned off by that. Because, like, like I said, I feel like that was more powerful revenge than you know the Dina story that people originally thought. Like, I I would have thought people would have been happy with the change, as opposed yeah. to. I mean, I get it. You you like the character. You don't want him to die, but you know, not all good stories are written that way. Like, it's right. not a, it's not a fairy tale. Um, right. It's a gritty, dark world that these people have to live in. And it's, uh, you know, it's unforgiving and that's what makes it relatable and real. Cause you know, real life is not forgiving. Right. Totally agree. And I think they set the precedent in the first game well ahead of time for stuff like this to happen. I mean, oh, yeah. this is the type of game that they are definitely going towards, um, it's not a Final Fantasy game where you could, like you said, where you could just bring people back. It's it's not like that. It's meant to be real. It's meant to be about choices and that choices have irreparable consequences. And those are my favorite stories. The ones where the character or characters make a choice and then it's changed the world or themselves forever. And I think that stories that don't do that miss, miss out on a lot of the emotional impact that, um, you know, a lot of stories can have you know um so i don't know i for me it was it was a massive massive plus that they did this and and not that i wanted to see joel die i love joel i loved him as a character and i felt the same way like i played him the whole game before and he was me in the game and then they just often killed him and um but i was like 
giddy and like i need to play this game more right now because i'm going after her right now <laughs> so and then, yeah. and then too like i was i was spending time um while i was playing it trying to contemplate like why she would kill him and um like i knew it had something to do with the ending of the last game like that's the right. only thing i could think of is that's what i was is yeah. like she had some kind of revenge towards him for something i didn't know like 100 percent like exactly who she was going after him for, but I knew it had something to do with what happened. Like, I don't, I, I, I was speculating it had something to do with, uh, you know, robbing them of the cure or something, um, or something along those lines. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we can get, we can talk and get into that more probably in like the yeah, next episode. For sure. I was in the same boat. I, I knew it had something to do with it. Like, there's no way, I mean, they just killed off the main character of the last game. You know they're going to tie it into something the player did. And so, um, you know, they, they allude to Joel being a person that did a lot of crazy, stupid stuff that got him in a lot of trouble and made a lot of enemies. But I I knew more than enough to say that it was something that I did as, as a player in the last game. So... Yeah, I agree, though. You don't know why you really you can speculate and you think that the event, it has something to do with that event, but you right. don't know exactly right. why. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I think you're right. I think we leave it there. Um, you know, I, I wasn't looking to get super detailed, but this is <laughs> this is a part. No, yeah, that yeah. I totally agree. Just I think really up. just needs to have. Yeah, that that discussion, because this is a part that I think a lot of people bailed on and then started telling people that they played enough to know and i'm sorry you don't you you don't know you haven't played enough to know there's so much of this game that gets turned on its head Mm -hmm. and so much of this game that just pushes you in so many different ways that the only way to know is to play it and watching somebody else play it is not enough (laughs) yeah it's it's not you don't feel the same tension you don't feel the same moments you are watching somebody else feel those moments and you know, making judgments on that. And, and I don't think that's the same. So, no, I think that's anyway. a, a good, um, just, just to build like, uh, the whole premise of the game. And then next time we can kind of just touch. Yeah. On, we can shuck um, and jive through yeah. more of the parts because I, there's not as many like deep seated moments in the, the parts that come after right? more just to say what's happening and why. Um, so yeah. Yeah, well, good. Um, that's a good start. So let's move into recommendation roundup just to kind of top us off and end the episode here. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> Yeehaw. Woo. All right. Um, should I go first this time? I think so. I think you should start us off. All right. So um, I've been watching a lot of anime recently. Like it? Like it? Yeah. And um, there's a show that I kind of got hooked on. Uh, I've been watching it for probably a few months and I, I actually started on season three and now I've gone back and started watching, um, from season one. Uh, but it's a show called non, non Biori. It's, um, it's like a slice of life anime. Um, it doesn't really have a main story that it follows. Uh, it's just kind of episode to episode. It, you know, just a day in the life of these, these four girls that live out in the country in Japan. Um, and the whole premise is uh, there's one girl, uh, her name's Hotaru, and she moved from Tokyo uh, to live out in the country, and she's going to school with these three other girls and their brother, and um, yeah, it's just, it's basically, that's basically the show, and it's just their their everyday life, but uh, the primary focus is around this little girl named Renge, and um, 
she's like absolutely adorable and and she's got like the two friends that they're sisters and then Hotaru and uh you know they just get into trouble and stuff and um you know just day-to-day stuff they'll do like holiday stuff and I know it sounds like kind of dumb but it's actually <laughs> super relaxing to watch and it sounds amazing actually <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's a lot of fun to watch especially if you like um like Japanese culture and stuff and uh you know they go into a lot of like food stuff and um stuff that they celebrate for holidays and festivals and uh for me it's a lot of fun like i enjoy watching it i love the characters they're just so full of life and it's hilarious uh the stuff that they get into um so for me it's it's a slice of life like comedy um but i definitely recommend if if you're not looking for something that's you know hack and slash like you know a lot <laughs> of anime um and you want something that's more mellow uh or you want to like watch it with somebody who's like into that kind of mellow stuff. Um, I definitely recommend it. Yeah. I started watching an anime last week or the week before on Netflix and it is a hundred percent hack and slash. So completely the opposite. Which one? (laughs) I'm trying to find it right now. It's so terrible. Uh, tower of God. Oh, I haven't heard of that. I know. I know seven deadly sins is, is on Netflix. I've been meaning to watch that. I have watched that. It's good. Um, that one is good. Um, no, I lied. It is not called Tower of God. It's called High Rise Invasion. And oh. it is so off the wall and ridiculous and really crazy. Um, and completely the opposite of everything that you're describing, where it's incredibly gory and super not cool to watch. And yet somehow I've been watching it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the animation is really good in it, too. So That's the thing about current anime is the animation styles that they have now are just so good and gorgeous to watch um so yeah good times yeah definitely well check um, it out. yeah i think that's something i will definitely watch at some point <laughs> it sounds incredibly relaxing and just kind of fun so i could use more of that in my life for sure mine is a show that's been on a while i think there are six seasons in and i think they're still going i don't know but it's a show on netflix now um and i think it's always been on netflix you can tell how awesome i am at looking this kind of stuff up but it's called Shit's creek and it's oh, not are you gonna have to bleep yourself i'm not gonna have to because it's not the swear <laughs> it's got two t's in it and a ch i, I know I, I was, it's a name i think i was watching jimmy kimmel like the other night and he mentioned uh Schitt's Creek and they had to bleep it on TV. Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah, we probably should anyway, but um so I'm going to have to do that. I'll write that down in just a few minutes. But anyway, um the story is of these this rich family basically um I don't know. They they they're kind of vague about it, but basically they lose all their money and it all gets seized, their assets. But they happen to have bought a town called Shit's Creek, which I'm going to have to bleep that too. But <laughs> they bought this town as like a joke for somebody's birthday, one of the family members' birthday. But now it's the only place they have to live because everything's been seized. But they own this town. So they go there and it's just this backwater town and the shenanigans that happen because they're these rich snobby people in this you know, hobunk town of, you know, garbage <laughs> and just watching them having to deal with and do these things. is just a real treat. And it's terrible to say, but it's just so fun to watch. And I constantly find myself laughing. Um, so 
I definitely recommend it if you are looking for a fun comedy. Um, inappropriate, of course. It is a great show to watch on Netflix. It's called Shit's Creek, and I just bleeped it again. So you probably will never know what it actually is called. Um, but yeah, it's great. Definitely watch it. Yeah, I've uh, I've actually been meaning to watch this show. I keep seeing it oh, pop it's up. So good. And so good. I I've always liked uh, Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy. Um, yes, they are fantastic in this. Oh yeah, I mean they they've been in stuff together since they were on Second City, like way yes, back in the true. day. Um, yeah, I just I love both those the actress and the actor. Um, so I definitely will probably check it out at some point because it's definitely on my list of things to watch. Yeah, and Eugene Levy's son is his son in the show too. Oh, so really? He does a fantastic job. Yeah, and they write it together. I think so. It's oh, just so awesome. good. Yeah, it's really, really good. So, well, Ed, I think on that note, I'm done talking to you. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I just just, like quickly throw it out there because I knew where you were going. (laughs) Okay, I'm done talking to you too. So, bye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.